Welcome. <laughs> Mojo Moments is what we're here to talk about today. And we're riffing with Mark Delinsky. What's up, buddy? So why were you laughing as I'm doing my intro? Because you made a joke that you're going to not tell me an answer to something because you're saving it for the podcast. Now you're just doing everything for content purposes. We can't have a serious conversation anymore. It's not going to be like, no, 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 no. We're going to save that for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to save it for the podcast. Well, it's because we don't have a lot to say. You don't have a lot so of material? What? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Exactly. All right. So this this riff, we're going to talk about spring, the mojo of spring. Okay. Um, technically started March 20th, which is always weird because it used to be the 21st all the time. And then- like, Why did it change? I don't know. Isn't it a calendar bullshit? Well, don't- It's like time change bullshit. Anyways. No, but I, I understand every few years we got a leap year, but- Something happened in the calendar and we threw it. Does that shoot it backwards or forwards? Anyway, what does it mean to say it's the 20th or 21st? Why does it matter? For me, it was always like, okay, it's the 21st, like the 21st of March, the 21st of June, the 21st of, what is it, September, and the 21st of December? Does that pan out? Uh, are you serious? It's <laughs> yeah, always for, been anyways, like For that? me, it always used to be the 21st, whether it was or not, because it's just a, a celestial thing. We are talking about equinoxes and quarter poles. No, but seriously, I never knew this was happening. So it was always on the same numerical point? It seemed that way anyways. I never even thought about that. I should maybe notice things more. Anyway, keep going. So Sounds smart. <laughs> so that we're talking about spring. I, I actually had a question for you to start this podcast. Whoa. Now I'm going to flip the script on you. Are you much of a gardener? You don't strike me as the green thumb type. No, but what's been going on is at our, our cottage, we took a piece of land and put a fence around it so the deer don't go in. They still do. Because you gave them a key? No, dude, they just, it's not high enough. So they just jump over. These things can jump freaking 10 feet. Anyway, we do have a little vegetable garden going on. Interesting. And you know, it's just kind of this moment. There's kind of an enthusiasm of setting it up. The whole family's there. Mm -hmm. And then the summer kicks in and there's things called weeds. Yes. And I'm the one who has to go weed. The thing is, we forget. <laughs> so when I go weeding, it is like, it's like going to war. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's full. Like, you don't know if there's vegetables left. You just <laughs> see After the deer and the weeds, you don't quite know what's left. <laughs> <laughs> so... So what, what were you setting me up? What's the green thumb? What are we getting at here? We've been looking at what we want to do for sort of our patio. Because like spring, it's fun and the snow is, is melted in our yard. We're on the first, we have the first floor apartment. So we have a big, we have a decent sized yard. And we've been looking at, okay, what, what do we want to do to clean it up? Do we, do we do the garden thing? And every time we do the garden thing, it never really pans out. It just kind of looks messy. So I was kind of almost looking for inspiration. So you you guys aren't good at it? We're, no, I wouldn't say we're good. We're enthusiastic about it, like you in the spring and setting it up. But then by like mid-July, things just seem to be like overgrown in, in our gardened areas. And we're like, eh. But maybe that's just where we are in life. Well, maybe there's something about this. So we're talking about spring, you know. And I had a data point and I, I did research because I'm trying to keep up to your your researchness, but I came across a thing and I lost it. Melatonin, whatever, some chemical that we have in the winter makes it a little more sleepy, I guess, like bears. So we can just make that winter go by. And then apparently in spring, our bodies biologically 
kick out or increase, I don't know which it is, don't quote me on this, but something happens that we are less sleepy, we're more alert and more energy. So maybe that's what's happening. We get all excited. We're going to do gardening. We're going to plant stuff. We're going to do all this stuff. And then by summer, we've been drinking too much and it doesn't work anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Just a theory. It's a decent theory. I mean, I love this time of year because you get more. It's true. Like with the increase, the daylight savings thing, which I don't understand why we still do that. But there is more light now for us in this hemisphere anyways. The weather is getting better. You can get your bike out. You can sort out your garden. You can clean up a patio. You can start barbecuing without wearing a parka. You know, you can get rid of your winter wardrobe. And it's all sort of a lot of fun. And that has to be good for Mojo, right? Generally speaking, last year was the exception because we all went into lockdown in March. And we thought the world was going to implode by April. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the opposite. It was like you'd be walking down the street looking at people going, going, are they, are they a, uh, are they carrying, are they, are they carrying COVID? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was more like, it felt like a video game. Well, it was always like, are they going to move first? Are they going to go across the street? Are they going to go around the car? Do I have to go around the car? Who's going to blink first? And it was kind of like you were always playing chicken with people. And then you have yeah. to do like the, oh, I'll go this way. You go that way. Hand pointing. And I did have a mojo moment though last spring. So during the pandemic where I was not feeling like you were as much. You left. You got out of the city and you went yeah, to your I sort of Yeah, escaped the city. And I, I, can ha- I have a moment where I was increasing my – yeah, I do run a bit in the winter, but it's just not the same. And I was running down this this road in the countryside called Mount Echo Road. Just the name of it has this. I'll say it again: Mount Echo Road. It's just sort of epic, pretentious running road. Waspy. No, dude. Yeah, maybe all that. The point is, it's this road that's rolling hills straight and goes into the distance, and and it's asphalted. It has one line, you know, one painted line down the middle. And I remember having a spring moment going, I love spring when I can run like, you know, it's like I'm running and it felt right. It was, it was not hot. It wasn't cold. It was just right. And I was like, this is why I love spring. Yeah. Spring used to always be fun for me when I was younger, I think. Cause like as, as the six people know who listen to this podcast, I grew up in Toronto and when I was, <laughs> and when I was younger, um, like in high school, it was a great time for me. I'm a sports fan. And when I was in high school, the Leafs didn't completely suck. So about this time of year, start of April, you're getting into like playoff time. And the Leafs were always involved in the playoffs when I was sort of in high school. And so it was like, okay, the, the Leafs are in the playoffs, like the Raptor season hit and miss. Sometimes they were in, sometimes they weren't. And then, you know, the baseball season would start. Then you get to university. University is kind of wrapping up at that point. So it's like all of this is like freedom and stuff's happening. And everyone starts getting outside. And people are like kind of drinking on porches. And the weather is getting better. And everyone's like so – there's just like a, an optimism, anyways, that used to be around in spring. Now there's kind of just subdued optimism, I think, at the moment, which is kind of – Well, because of because pandemic. Of the pandemic. Everyone's kind of like – it's nicer. Yeah. We still can't really do anything, and maybe we can't do stuff. And there's these, and there's these things called variants. Yeah, they're the just the name variants. You're like, it's gotta be. 
bad. Yeah, I guess. it's like there are variants, and then oh, maybe <laughs> the vaccine that we've bought a lot of we can't give to anybody anymore. Yeah, because there's issues. <laughs> so it's subdued optimism, I think, with the weather. But like it used to be super fun. I guess every season change, there's something you know, the first snowfall or when the leaves really kick in, whatever. But there is a weird, and I think back to my 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 biology story here, the melatonin. And now I remember melatonin's about sleeping because mellow. See, it's in the word. Uh, diminishes or goes away in the spring. I think there's a bio, biological energy in spring. I think it's there. It's not just because you've high school leaves, whatever maple leaves, hockey stuff. I think truly. No, I think truly dismiss my story. No, dude, whatever. Because I can't. I don't remember the least ever just going into the playoffs, except when every team went into the playoffs. But anyway, the point, and I shouldn't say this a Habs fan because we're having a hard time ever getting there now. But the the spring, the spring energy is real. Like I remember, so yeah, university that you try to be you're doing your exams and prepping, but spring will be the air in the air, and you be kind of like. Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter to study. I I can hang out and do hacky sack outside with my buddies. That's right true. Now. Fucking April was a brutal time for final exams because you're like, but I can just chill. Like it's the weather's <laughs> nice. Maybe I'll maybe I'll study outside and then just you know you hit a bar or patio and start drinking. Maybe this philosophy exam will be a multiple choice, <laughs> and I can guess. I hate multiple choice. I absolutely maybe, hate multiple maybe, choice. Maybe there won't be essays, and it doesn't matter if I've read Wittgenstein or not. It's just, it'll be like, guess, one, you know, you can eliminate one because you know for sure, and it's, then it's one out of three. You, the you thing is, that, like, I'm so argumentative. I always felt with, like, multiple choice, I could argue why each of the options could work. But at least, at least on yeah, some... You, you don't have enough. You can't do no, that. No, you, you can't do you that. There's one right answer. But uh, I always found that really difficult in anthropology. I was like, "But really, really, you're gonna you're gonna unequivocally say that that's the right answer?" And then I guess that was just a philosophical grounding for failure. And that's why your career. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm here talking to you to do your annual review oh, live. Okay. My reason why I like spring. Okay. Not all the, there's all the obvious reasons. I, I'm going to say one of them here is I love spring cleaning. Really? Yeah. Don't tell my wife because she may remind me that I'm late doing it, but I love getting in there and just like ripping everything out of the shed and starting over. You also, I've noticed, certainly when we used to be in the office all together, you have a tendency to despise clutter, disorder, and just general things that don't match. Yeah. Yeah. You'd always run to the office and be like, what is going on here? Clean this shit up. (laughs) What is, what is all this stuff doing here? Get it out of here. Dude, no, that's the Tupperware drawer. There would be desks too. You'd walk by and be like, what the fuck is going on here? Clean this shit up. Yeah, but yeah, but I have my moments I let it slide. But the Tupperware is the one that would really like everyone's like, I love my Tupperware, and then they leave it here and then it piles up, and then you're like, Okay, it's time to clean this out. And then I put it all on the big wooden table, come and collect your Tupperware. 
get the email out like this ridiculous no one would collect and then we put in recycling and yeah, don't throw out the Tupperware. I never understood it's how like, people could it, forget that much Tupperware. Like if I if I leave a couple of t- like how much Tupperware do you have at home to be able to leave six of your Tupperwares at the office somehow and not notice that at home? Like do you just live in Tupperware? You don't actually have plates, knives, and forks. Like you just have spoons and Tupperwares and that's the only thing that you eat out of? I've never understood that. Anyway, I was trying to tell you why I like spring cleaning, and then you start talking about Tupperware in the office. You started talking about the Tupperware. Well, let me just tell you I did research, and there is history in spring cleaning, and it goes back to the Persians, the Persian New Year, okay? And there's a word for it, and I can't pronounce it. It's kana tekani, something like that. In Persian means shaking the house. Back when you lived in a tent and, and you could just lift it up and go, and everything would fall out. Or that or all the Persian carpets. I don't know what it is, but just before the Persian New Year, they do cane to cane. They shake things up in the house. And it's a very, uh, it's a cathartic thing. They do all the drapes, all the furniture get that. And what's interesting, moving through the region in the Jewish faith, it's tied in to cleaning house just before Passover. And moving further along as we head west, the Catholics, just before Easter weekend, which is when we're doing this recording, but we try not to say when we're doing them because we're usually late getting them out into the airwaves, but this weekend is Easter. And Good Friday, I think is today or tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Friday. Today's a Thursday. So apparently in 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 the Catholic Church, they do a big cleaning of the altar once a year, which is kind of surprising, they only clean it once a year, but that's what they're doing. And in my peoples, the Highland Scots, apparently this time of year is the one time of the year they would actually bathe once a year and hang out their kilt for a little airing out after a long, damp, smelly winter. I'm allowed to make fun of the Scots. If they're airing out the kilt, what are they wearing? Did you look that up in your research? Well, it's 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 kind of it, it's just bushy down there, probably in the old Scottish Highland zone. Fuck, I hate spring cleaning. I'm the opposite. At the moment, we're going through that at our place because um, we started going through just all the mounds of just kid stuff that's been accumulated, and like my kid's three and a half now turning four in may so like we've just got a lot of like those aged sort of toys and clothes that have built up and be like okay we don't need these toys put them in a box stick them in the basement we don't need these clothes put them in a box stick them in the basement so we've gotten to this point where we were just boxes were everywhere we had no idea what was inside of anything and so we're like all right pull out boxes let's see what's inside and let's reorder it or get rid of it and we're like so like stuff's everywhere i have the absolute opposite feeling i feel like i've just blown the house up and now I need to dig myself out of it. And you know what? I, I'm picturing what you're doing, and I'm at, I'm. This is where my spring cleaning is a little less enthused. I don't like the interior spring cleaning. Okay, so see, much. like the exterior spring cleaning. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you've helped me get clear on what I'm liking about spring cleaning. Do you have anything else that you love about spring? Again, because I'm I'm a sports nut. I always I always thought it was cool that with spring. The baseball season came back. We're actually recording this on the first day of the baseball season, which we is kind are? of fun. It was just like it was always like Today? a spring's here. Yeah. Cause 
Yeah, well, you don't have a team anymore, so I guess you don't have to follow it. Mm. Shots fired. But uh, yeah, it used to be fun. Baseball would start. Have you been to a baseball game? In what do you mean live? live? Like going like <laughs> like going to an NBA or whatever it's called. What's the MLB? MLB. Yeah. Have you been to a game? Uh, we used to go when we were in Montreal. They used to bring the Jays here for some exhibition games right before the season started, and they used to be really cool. They would play them inside Olympic Stadium, but that place is a dump. Like it was cool to go in for me for the first time, and I'm like, wow. This is a relic from a bygone age. This is cool. And then uh, the team stopped being very good after those two. Okay. Well, I wasn't looking for a history lesson on your life. I was doing a rhetorical question. About my stories. (laughs) I have stories I want to share and you shit on them every single time. Because I've been to a baseball game. Congratulations. I I was invited to a New York Yankees game. So I sat in the press box with my good friend Joe Torrey, and he was giving me some cigars and talking about the time that Derek Jeter once sat on an egg. True story. We were on the field pregame. Because we just rub it in. My stories suck, and then you're like, okay, here you go. Here's here's how you tell a story. The One Yankees were play- actually the starting pitcher for the New York Yankees because they <laughs> ran out of players because they were all binge drinking the night before and got arrested. And so I happened to be in the stadium and Joe was like, yeah, go on. No one will fucking notice. You look just like one of the guys. Anyways, so you want to hear what happened? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we're on the field uh, getting some pictures and then they, they announce us because the people I was with we're sponsors of things and they they announced that we'd like to uh give a warm welcome and the, we have the in-house video camera up on the big screen and then me uh, anyway I'll and then i was like this time, is just out of curiosity no 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 not yet so then we're down there and at one point i'm like i guess this is kind of epic i you know the yankees are this is it you know like the team so I leaned down to take a couple little twigs of grass and a security guy, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't touch the grass. You fuck it up. That's going to be one of those things no, where like, literally, in the game, the ball's like going down the third baseline and no, like dude, I wasn't to the right. Are you going to take a slab? Of I'm it? not like, a gopher, like a, man. One by one. I, w- I was taking with my fingertips a couple. Anyway, the point of this story is to throw in a little like how awesome my being on the field, but also, so we we obviously had good seats. We're up behind the plate, I guess, and or I don't know where they apparently are good, uh, not right behind, just high enough so you got a view. But you spend the whole time, at least the Yankees Stadium, they have this like you walk up and it ain't in this zone where we were, this VIP type zone. It ain't hot dogs and beer. You go in. And there's this room of like food stations, all you can eat, lobster. You were in the Richie Rich crab, zone, You were you sushi. Were peanuts. Like you were having foie no, I know. gras and port wine. No, it wasn't foie gras, but the, it had all this other stuff I just listed. If you'd listen, and I got bored by your wine. Richie Rich story. And I was like, everyone was in there. No one was watching the game. Everyone was in there mm-hmm. eating. And I was like, 
This wouldn't happen at a hockey game. It would at a Toronto Maple Leafs game. That's exactly what happens there. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why the Leafs suck so bad. No yeah, way. Because the no platinum way. seats under, behind them, that's where all the restaurants are. You can go, you can mingle. And so all the people who have all the, the corporate seats there, they're all in there mingling and making business deals and schmoozing and eating all that kind of crap that's going on, like you just mentioned. And Like it's all fancy? It's all like fancy. That and so, I mean, not that anybody watches Leafs games, really. Um, back in the day, the whole lower section would be empty for the first 10 minutes of every period because they're all still drinking wine underneath and schmoozing. So it was empty. It was quiet. And that's why there was absolutely no atmosphere in Maple Leaf games. Oh, we just got an instant live message came in. <laughs> that's enough Maple Leaf Saying, talk for you, one day. Close it. Can you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, look, I'm going to give you my last thing that I love about spring. I have many, you know, we, there's a lot of things, but I'd say in Montreal, you know what I'm going to say, but the terrace season opens terrace. Is that an English word or French Patio. word only terrace? Yeah. Patio. The terrace season opens. I guess other parts of the world have patios, but Montreal, I think takes it to another level yeah. possibly. Uh, I don't know why I didn't do the research. Uh, but when, when the, there's just a crack of hope of spring and warmth, man, not now because of pandemic and COVID and we're all hiding, but normally it's like, poof, everyone's out having, you know, cocktails or eating or hanging or whatever trash season equals mojo. Yeah. That's definitely one of the things that has kept me in Montreal. Like since moving here, I fell in love instantly when I moved here. And one of the things that I've always found, especially about people who, who live here and have grown up here and spent a lot of time here is that as soon as spring happens, everyone gets outside. Everyone sort of like, I have, I have this vision of like, everyone sort of like hanging off their balconies. And it was back in the day when you could actually be social and whatever, but everyone just like gets outside. As soon as it's nice, that first weekend, mid March, it hits 15 degrees. Everyone goes on their balcony doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. Everyone sort of gets out on a balcony. And then, yeah, everyone starts knocking up the the terraces, the patios with, like, the wood things that they put everywhere now. Everyone sort of has the same design, floor, wood, patio, box thing that takes over the entire sidewalk. I love but it. But this doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, like, in Toronto and stuff. Like, New York, it doesn't be. There's little area, but it's, it's just too dense. But in Toronto, it it's doesn't not the same thing. Like there are patios and stuff in Toronto, but the whole hanging off, like because everyone, the way the apartments are all structured in Montreal with the multi-tiered and the different balconies, like you don't get that in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of, sort of back decks and stuff, and that's where a lot of the action hangouts are. Whereas here, it's very visible. There's a lot of people at the front, uh, kind of like New Orleans style, but in our yeah, own style. it's our own way. Everything's yeah. at the front rather than at the back. I wonder why that is. Want we'll to do that? Maybe you know, or we need to find out. Not for this podcast. <laughs> we will not do live Google research. Listen to us find out information podcast. Okay, question: Do you like terraces, patios for the Anglo's? What is a couple of your favorites? Shit, it's been so long since I've been on one. I'm going to tell you then. Hey, you tell me yours. Because I asked the question, obviously I knew my answers. <laughs> This is more for our listeners that from all over the world who may come to visit Montreal. Just jot these down, get out the pen, the paper. <laughs> um, there's one, it's 
the top of Place Ville Marie, one of the highest towers downtown. Uh, Les Enfants Terribles. Such a Richie Rich answer. It's not be. This is really your Richie Rich answer. No, no, no. <laughs> Pod. No, oh, it's so not yeah, that expensive. The, it's just. Was the, the, I was at the Yankees eating the caviar, and then I was on the top of Place Ville Marie uh, drinking. The Richie Riches would be Maison Boulud at the Ritz Carlton, the internal garden there. That is. You're not. It doesn't have the same street vibe, but. It's got this cool, like, inner courtyard, gardeny okay. vibe, and that's cool. But back to the, the Place Ville-Marie being at the top. It doesn't have the cultural mojo of, of Montreal. It just has view mojo, 360, see everywhere mojo. But I would tell you, one of my favorite terraces has no gardening, has no greenery, but it's where you and I have hung out. At Bar Corsell, yeah, that little kind of wannabe terrace, like yeah, they kind of stole a bit of the sidewalk and put up a few little picnic tables and yeah, okay. To I'm me, yeah. yeah, you know I what know I'm what saying. There's like a strip where I mean, it's certainly now it's almost empty, but there's like seven tables. Hot night, you know, yeah. when we could and we go there and be nine thirty, ten at night, and you're there and having a pint or two and. There's good mojo there, man. Yeah. All right. Now I've had some time to think about it. I'll give you my two because you gave two. Uh, well, I gave three, you? actually. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, gave like the, the alt, you gave you gave for every, you know, bracket. <laughs> <laughs> you scaled it from top to bottom. Which was well, nice. I'm like the tourist guidebooks, you know, the That's dollar it. signs. You gave the three star, the two star, the almost no star. No, not stars. Dollar sign. Four <laughs> yeah, dollar yeah, sign. Exactly. The three and then the half. Dollar sign. Uh, I'll actually one of my favorites actually is in Quebec City, which is a twist for all our regional listeners. Uh, and that's the uh, Sacrilege on uh, Boulevard Saint-Jean. It's it's cool because it it's kind of got this old school, they're going to hate me for saying this, this old school English pub vibe as you go in. <laughs> I know. I know. I've just angered them entirely. <laughs> but then what's really cool about it is you go out the door and there's this garden walled courtyard with this tree sort of in the middle and it's really beautiful and it's really relaxing and they always have good stuff on tap and then another one that i like the montreal one which is a, a similar style uh in terms of like it has a sort of inner courtyard is the saint elizabeth <laughs> have you been there we used to go there a lot as a creative team uh no but can you ago. say it again uh, say the it saint again elizabeth. the saint elizabeth <laughs> what is it in french or in it's english in french so why are you saying Elizabeth? Saint Elizabeth. There Fine. we go. You nailed it, bro. The nice. Saint Lizzie. No one calls it that, but the, uh, the, the Lizzie. The Lizzie. I like that one. They had really cheap beer, uh, and you could stay there all night, which is great. Have I been there? I don't know. We've never gone. We should though, yeah. if we ever can again. Okay, let's do that. That's on our list. Yeah, we'll bro. do a pub crawl. Me and you, pub crawl. We'll do podcasts <laughs> from each of them. <laughs> we'll record we'll them do, in our like, phones. And it'll be the best. I think we owe it to ourselves, man. If we make it through this pandemic, we do a pub crawl podcast. Absolutely. Serious editing challenges <laughs> for all the reasons you can imagine. Not just the ambient noise. It's just after the multiple beers. What will it happen? Anyway, so on that note, anything else left to say about spring? Or do we let our our people free? We let them go. Okay. Well, that was Thane and Mark, Mojo Moments, a riff on spring. Be safe. 